Hello, welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Today we are giving our fall book recommendations. Our guest today is Michelle. Hi everyone, my name is Michelle Legate. I am the district consultant for the Northeast Library District, of which the Scranton Public Library is the District Library Center. What are you currently reading? Right now I am reading Radar Girls by Sarah Ackerman. And it's a historical fiction novel set in Hawaii during and right after Pearl Harbor. A young woman, I think she's about 23 years old, who is recruited to be part of the women's air raid defense and all about radar. And um, there is a little bit of a love story, which I'm not a huge romance fan, but it's, it's slight enough that it's not the whole story. Yeah. Um, but it's a really cool book talking about how radar helped win the war Mm -hmm. and the women's um, effort because the men had to go off to the front lines. So that is the book I am currently reading. Yes. How about you? Um, I am currently reading If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. It is more of a contemporary dark academia book um, about students at a college that are in the Shakespeare Studies Theater Department, and things go terribly wrong. That sounds really good. Yes, it's my second time reading it. It was one of my favorites when I first read it, so it's one of those things where I just wanted a comfort book. Going from there, um, we'll get into the new books that are coming out that have been recommended. So this is a book that came out in August that I actually read, and it's by two of my favorite authors. The title is called Bloodless by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. It was released on August 17th of this year. It's the story of a series of confusing murders that take place in Savannah, Georgia. The bodies are discovered without any blood left in them. There's a thought that they might be involved in the D.B. Cooper case that took place in 1971 during a flight between Portland and Seattle. Agent Pendergast tries to solve the mystery and connect the two cases together. And it was a fabulous book, and I highly recommend the Pendergast series by Preston and Child. I found it interesting that D.B. Cooper was involved. I will not give anything away. It's not involved. It's There's a link between the two Mm -hmm. cases. So... It's an interesting and unexpected link between bloodless dead bodies mm-hmm. and an airplane hijacking from 1971. So I just wasn't expecting it when I was reading the summary. Yes. <laughs> the next one is Chasing the Boogeyman. Did you read this one or was this just on a list? I am on hold for it here at the library. Okay. So when it comes in, I hope to read it. And I think my mom will really enjoy this as well because I play bookmobile to my parents so Uh, yeah (laughs) I do too my mom actually texted me being like do you have this book yes (laughs) so chasing the boogeyman is by Richard Chismar and it also came out on August 17th of 2021 it is a mystery thriller set in 1988 The story follows the discovery of the horrific murders of several missing girls that leads to an assumption that a serial killer is terrorizing a small Maryland town. It is a twisting and turning tale where the author places himself in the narrative as he describes the serial killer's crimes within the town. It is a unique novel that is not to be missed. I think one of the interesting things about this title is that 
it's called what's considered metafiction because mm -hmm. this actually part of the story happened to the author when he was um, growing up. So I think that that will be a really interesting take that it's a work of fiction, but there's elements of um, true crime tales in it. It's definitely different and unique. Yes. So the next one, one that I'm really excited to read is astronaut Chris Hadfield has written a new space thriller titled The Apollo Murders that is set to be published on October 12th of this year. Using his own experiences in space, Hadfield writes a descriptive tale about a final top secret mission to the moon in 1973. The United States intelligence community has discovered a Soviet space station spying on the country, and they plan to use the mission Apollo 18 to stop it. With high stakes and secrets, this mission is one that takes place beyond law or the ability to be rescued, leading to a fast-paced thriller. I didn't realize that he was writing space thrillers now. Um, I know he's done a few nonfiction, his experiences with the space station and different missions, but I didn't realize that he was moving into fiction. I have never read anything by this author, so that's really good to know that he has written some nonfiction. Um, I'm excited for this because earlier in the year I read Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir, and I really enjoyed that science fiction novel that took place in space, so I'm excited to kind of keep with that theme throughout the year, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. And I have a hold on it here at the library. Yes. Be sure to put everything that we're talking about today on hold if it sounds interesting to you. The next book is one that I'm excited for, and it's The Death of Jane Lawrence by Caitlin Starling. It is set to be published on October 5th of 2021. Set in post-war England, Jane Shoringfield is searching for a marriage of convenience that will also allow her to remain independent. Augustine Lawrence seems just the man for the situation, but his hand in marriage comes with the stipulation that she must never visit his family manor, Lindridge Hall. An accident lands her on the hall's doorstep, and she discovers Lawrence has changed. He thinks Jane is a ghost who is there to haunt him, but then when dawn breaks, he returns to his senses. Jane begins to wonder what is really going on and fears she may have made a mistake in her hastiness to get married. Well, I have not heard of this book before, but I'm going to have to go put a hold on it because that description just totally sucked me in. Yes, and the cover is really great. It's um, like two hands with ribbons with the um, ruffly sleeve ends, and it just looks really great. So I'm going to have to admit something. I totally judge a book by its cover and have many times decided to read a book just because it has a cool cover so that seals the deal for me. Yes. <laughs> yes, there's something to be said about good book cover art. Yes. <laughs> and bad book cover yes. art, too. <laughs> so when we asked for some fall book recommendations from our coworkers, there's another Michelle from our Library Express location who said to suggest It by Stephen King, as it's one of those books that shows you the perspectives of a bunch of characters and how an evil force taps into their mental state of mind. Just imagine if all of our phobias or past horrific experiences appeared right in front of us. The actual storyline to it is seven adults who have outgrown their hometown to find success and happiness, but are drawn back to Derry to face a nightmare without end and an evil that they first faced when they were children. It's most known for the horrifying clown associated with the book and is always a solid read for the Halloween season. 
Yes, I think that goes for almost any Stephen King book. I have never read it. Um, my mother has read every single thing that he has written. I have seen the movies, which probably does not count, um, but it, I wholeheartedly also say if you're looking for a good horror book, it's the way to go. Yep. Another contemporary favorite by the staff is Lock Every Door by Riley Sanger. This thriller is the story of Jules Larson, who gets a job as an apartment sitter at the Bartholomew. The Bartholomew is a building that is one of Manhattan's most high-profile and mysterious structures, complete with rumors of a dark history and strict rules. When Ingrid, a fellow apartment sitter, goes missing, Jules begins to dig deep into the building's history to discover the truth. This is a great book. I definitely recommend Riley Sager as a good thriller author. He has, I think, about maybe five to six books at this point. Yes, I think think it's five. And I've enjoyed all of them, some more than others, but I really did like Lock Every Door. And if you're looking for a Rosemary's Baby-esque book, this is the one for you. Yes, I enjoyed This is my favorite of his. Same. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It just sucked me in, and then Mm -hmm. it was a wild ride, and then it never really let go, and I still think about it time to time. Yes, yes. Grady Hendrick's My Best Friend's Exorcism is also a great horror read. Abby and Gretchen have always been best friends, but once they reach high school, things begin to change. Gretchen starts to exhibit bizarre behavior surrounding strange coincidences that lead Abby to believe Gretchen is possessed by a demon. Abby needs to find help with unlikely allies in order to save her friend. I have not read this book but I just saw a review on it the other day and talking about book art I guess it's supposed to look like a VHS tape yeah so that right there makes me want to read it so I definitely think that this is a book I'm going to put on my to be read pile yes I read it two years ago now I believe it's an adventure (laughs) there are certain scenes that still stick in my head when I see the book cover or the title I'm like oh that's the book where this happens Another book in a surrealist and unsettling nature that I've read recently is Sisters by Daisy Johnson. July and September are sisters who claim not to need anyone but each other and their close relationship. After their mother moves them to a house by the shore as a result of a bullying incident, their relationship begins to change in dark and confusing ways. This was another book where I read it and I'm like, I don't really know what's happening. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh no. (laughs) I am in favor of a book that has interesting character names, so the fact that they're named July and September definitely makes that a good recommendation to me. Yes. Another one of our co-workers, Elizabeth, recommended Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. It is the story of Noemi, who received a letter from her newlywed cousin. In the letter, it speaks of a mysterious doom she is facing, which could be the husband, the father-in-law, or the house itself. As she tries to uncover more information and the family secrets, she unearths stories of violence and madness. I have not read this book myself, but I know it's a super popular read and one that I think a lot of our audience would really enjoy. Same. It's been on my to-read list for a while now since it came out. I just haven't gotten there on my holds list yet. Elizabeth also recommended Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. This young adult novel features Yadriel, who is struggling to get his family to accept his gender. Along with his cousin Maritza, he accidentally summons the wrong ghost, Julian Diaz. He is not their murder cousin and does not want to pass on. Yadriel agrees to help Julian tie up loose ends and find out what happened to him. 
Sounds like an interesting book. It does. It's also on my to-reads list, and I just haven't gotten there yet. In terms of classics, Agatha Christie is mostly viewed as a mystery author. There are times, however, where she veers into the supernatural and horror. Recently, I read her short story in the collection of stories, Double Sin and Other Stories, and it contained two horror tales. One was The Dressmaker's Doll, and the other one was La Seance. The Dressmaker's Doll is a story about a realistic doll that seems to have a personality of its own and how it slowly gains more and more of a presence in the dressmaker's household. The Last Seance is the story of a medium who agrees to hold one last seance for a grieving mother against the wishes of her fiancé. In terms of books, The Pale Horse is one of my favorite works by Christie. Mark Easterbrook discovers a rumor that there is a place called the Pale Horse that can arrange the death of anyone. After a series of mysterious deaths, he decides to pay the house a visit and discovers a group of modern-day witches who claim to have developed the ability to kill from a distance. This leads him through a series of investigations into the house and what is causing the mysterious deaths that keep on happening. I have read Agatha Christie maybe once in my reading career, Mm -hmm. if you will, and I'm intrigued by her. I just have not had a lot of time to read those books, but it is something, again, that's in my monumentally long TBR, because I think just as a writer and all of the things that we read in novels today where there's an unreliable narrator, you can trace back to Agatha Christie. So I think just as a writer, as a a woman, she's a really fascinating uh, person. Yes, and I enjoy her mysteries too, but when she goes into more of the horror supernatural is when I personally really love it the most. That's really great to know because I honestly didn't even know she did some horror slash supernatural, so that's yes. great. They're mostly still mysteries, but more in the realm of witches or in the case of the dressmaker's doll, a haunted doll. Next, Emily from Library Express said that there are two books that she plans on using for an upcoming book club featuring sensationalist novels from the Victorian era. The first book is The Woman in White by Wilkie Collins. The novel tells the story of Walter Hartwright's encounter with a woman dressed in white clothing who might have escaped from an asylum. His circle of friends includes the sinister ideas of Sir Percival Glyde and his friend Count Fosco. From here, the tale descends into a combination of gothic horror and psychological realism. The other book the book club will be featuring is Lady Audley's Secret, which focuses on Lucy Graham's marriage to widower Sir Michael Audley. Not much is known about her past, but after George Talboy goes missing, Michael's nephew Robert begins to investigate. So if you're interested in participating in that book club, let us know. Other classic novels were suggested by Bethany, who also works at Library Express. She recommended The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, which follows the iconic detective through multiple cases. Another title was The Invisible Man by H.G. Wells. This story follows the life of a scientist named Griffin, who acquired the ability to turn himself invisible. After going mad, he uses the skill for nefarious purposes that potentially include murder. I liked that some of our staff recommended classics because I think it's good to kind of get back to the classics every once in a while to see where some of the tropes and ideas originally started that are still commonly used throughout books today. Absolutely. I think there are sometimes people think, ooh, that's something so new, as I said before with the unreliable narrator, and it's been around for over 100 years. Yes. 
This concludes our first book recommendation episode of Tales from the Albright. Next week, we will begin our Halloween specials based on true crime stories featuring mugshots from our collection. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or anything at all, please send me an email at aloney at albright.org. That is A-L-O-N-E-Y at albright.org. You can also call the library at 570-348-3000. Thank you. Thank you for having me.